Welcome to Doom Scroll. I'm Lisa Curry. Hey, and I'm Matthew Sheffield. And today we're joined by my friend Amanda Marcotte, who is a senior political writer at Salon.com. Welcome to Doom Scroll, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being right. here. Nice to meet you. Same. So Clarence Thomas apparently threatened to quit. <laughs> I, I wish. I wish. Is that a real threat? <laughs> <laughs> Well, 20 years ago, yeah, <laughs> apparently. So basically, apparently he he was angry that he wasn't getting enough money, despite, and so this was at the time when, when he was basically in the minority on the court. And he basically had an impromptu meeting with a Republican congressman and said, if we don't get paid more money on the court, at least one or two justices are going to quit. And then magically, the Too wingnut little. welfare system... <laughs> swooped in and took him off his feet and showered him with money and hired his insane wife for all sorts of things. ProPublica had reported on some of this legalized bribery that he had gotten to, but this is the origin story for it. And it's basically, yeah, he, he shook the money tree and the billionaires dropped the coins. Uh, Do these people, I mean, I'm starting to wonder if they just, if they really think younger generations aren't working hard enough or if they think that you can just go to your boss at your shit day job and say, if you don't pay me more, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if it's as deep as that. I think a lot of just make a lot of money that they don't earn. <laughs> and so they tell them this, this whole story about how everybody else who doesn't make as much money, it must be their own fault. Yeah. It's so easy to go down that rabbit hole. And it's easier the less you think about it. And I do not think of Clarence Thomas as like the deepest thinker, especially with. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and yeah, especially given, I mean, you can tell a lot about him by virtue of who he married, Jenny Thomas, who, when I was in the right wing media ecosystem shortly after that, he, he started complaining. Uh, we were my colleagues and I, we were shocked at, at, at how she was kept getting all these gigs and consulting businesses because everyone knew she was nuts on the right and completely incompetent, batshit. Like even when the Republicans think you're insane, you're definitely insane. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, I don't think that either of them is stupid exactly. It's much more that they just kind of put all their mental energies towards rationalizing what they want to believe is true. Which in their case yeah. is extreme Catholic fundamentalist dogma. And when Clarence Thomas shows that every day, he, he said he wanted to, to criminalize birth control. He was like, Hey guys, now that we're done getting rid of abortion rights, no one's asked me about it, but Hey, somebody could bring a birth control case so we could criminalize that as well. Just I so just you know. don't understand <laughs> the excitement for taking away women's rights. It just, even, even like on a really simple level of like, don't you have anything else to do? Isn't there any, is, there must simply must be something more exciting or important. There has to be. What is this? <laughs> Do not underestimate how much Republican politics are driven by sexual resentment. Like, it's <laughs> like, it is a bunch of old men who just cannot, it, uh, like, 
and and young men, sadly, in many cases, who mm-hmm. just cannot get over the fact that Becky, the cheerleader, wouldn't go to prom with them, and everything else just sort of <laughs> is is following from that. Yeah. yeah, and then and then they discovered the the creepy priest who resents that he can't get Becky for himself either. So <laughs> it's a, and that's yeah, it's, somehow it's, excusable. Like my my mom's side of the family are very catholic and they're extremely racist sexist homophobic all the things and they're very unsurprisingly anti-choice but when in the past when i brought up the catholic church to them and i'm like well what do you think about this they're like oh those are rumors (laughs) okay (laughs) okay they're substantiated rumors for dozens of years okay <laughs> i know it's just today but have you talked to them at all about pope francis blood like giving permission to bless same-sex couples uh i haven't and i am sure they're furious <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm positive they're they're losing their minds over it <laughs> i'm sure they will yeah well especially as the word percolates and but i mean the the good thing is that even though the supreme court is dominated by insane religious people. Not all of the courts are completely nuts. And so Rudy Giuliani on Friday, he was, he he's the, became the latest Trumper to become held accountable for the many lies and defamations that they used in the 2020 election. And a jury in Washington said that he had to pay $148 million to the two Georgia election workers that he had defamed. And it's, I don't think he's going to have to pay it, but man, it's, it is, I have to say it is so hilarious watching this guy get his just desserts. (laughs) Isn't it? I mean, he's not going to pay 148 million because he doesn't have that. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But I I don't want to be defeatist in this. It will take a while. He's going to fight this, but he, you know, the time to fight this was before you actually get, the verdict. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually think that that he's doing a new like this is now the Trump strategy, the Trumpist strategy, which is to they know their cases are shit. And Alex Jones is sort of the prototype of this, basically. But other other right wing figures have started doing it now that they know their cases suck. And so what they do is they know they're going to lose. So they just lose by default. And then they complain, can complain that the system was biased against them because I didn't even get to present a trial. I didn't even get to present an argument. You guys won't listen to me. This is the deep state. And it's like, that's, I actually think that that is their new plan going forward because it's so obvious that their case, and and, and in Rudy's case, he actually said he defamed the women in the court. Like, isn't that, Amanda, don't you feel like people have that, that fact got lost? I feel like. In, when in the commentary about this case that he admitted that he did it. <laughs> yeah, he filed paperwork admitting he did it. And then he went to reporters and said that he didn't do it and that he's being railroaded. And so I think as a media, the Trumpian Alex Jones strategy isn't necessarily the worst because they mm-hmm. create a bunch of conflicting reports that people can kind of just believe the one they want to believe. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Again, a political media strategy and a legal legal strategy are not the same thing. <laughs> Here's the thing with Rudy Giuliani, though. He's never going to stop being an absurd character. So, like, there's more laughs coming down the pipe, for sure. 
Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Up to court with his belt undone and like <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a it's a it's a train wreck and like I honestly I think at points his lawyers were kind of arguing. I think at one point they did argue in court that the reason he was saying the stuff outside of court that was flatly contradicting the verdict was that he's an old man in like <laughs> He's lost his mind. He's as crazy as a flat earther. Yeah. That's imagine. Yeah. Imagine your own lawyer saying that about you. <laughs> he, he could be like a good argument for providing like federally, a fund, federally funded assisted living because he needs to be in a facility. He, and if his family can't swing it financially, like somebody needs to take over and put him away. <laughs> Yeah, never go willingly. Just there's another contradiction. Like he'll say it in court to try to weasel out of accountability that he's lost his mind, but he'll never, yeah, stick by it. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Kind of a related, um, in the fraudulent legal case, we've got the Republicans in the House. They authorized the an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden over Hunter Biden. And it's, this is, it is actually incredible because lots of them are admitting they don't have any evidence uh, that Joe Biden did anything wrong. It is, it's just so flagrant. It's incredible. (laughs) I think they don't know what an impeachment is actually. I, I think that means, I I think that they think it means just like, we're going to try to seek revenge on you in some way because we don't like your side. I mean, it's there's, there's no way they could have any kind of actual understanding of it, considering how Trump's two impeachments went. And now this, with no, no it evidence, it's also just like a wa- such a waste of time and energy. Again, these people love to waste time. I don't understand it. I mean, I hate to say it, but from their point of view, it's kind of a win-win. Like, even if, like, everyone laughs at them and says... There's no evidence you've like made all this up. It's not a real crime. You haven't found anything like that's also a win though, because Mm -hmm. they've they've taken the idea of impeachment and they've eroded it. They've turned it into a show. And so they can use that to sort of imply that Trump's impeachments were also just political games as opposed Mm -hmm. to what they were, which was he committed high crimes and misdemeanors. Yeah. Well, no, and that's 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 a great point, Amanda, because I think at first, before they were talking about impeaching Biden, Republicans were talking about Trump was demanding that they expunge his impeachment. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> and and eventually everybody realized, what the fuck even is that? That's not even in the Constitution. There, there's no way this is going to happen. Even they thought it was ridiculous. So this is plan B over Hunter. And yeah, it's basically... And I mean, because that is, uh, I know you are, but what am I is basically the entire Republican campaign all at all times and in all places that they want to conflate everything bad that they do with some made up accusation, basically. And that's Mm -hmm. what this is, seems like. And well, and the other thing, but that is even more ridiculous about this is that the the conduct, like James Comer, the, the, the House Oversight Chair, who's the, who's it's like they 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 get these people off of a foghorn leghorn factory i don't know what (laughs) but 
Um, he was uh, he's he's been so excited that Joe that Hunter Biden made a few thousand dollar payments to his father in 2018 for a truck. And Joe Biden was not the president. He was not the vice president. But we're going to impeach Joe Biden for that. Pledging yeah. <laughs> money to his son to buy a truck. It's also like yeah. just given the the financial crimes that Trump and all of his kids were involved in. It's baffling. I don't know. It's baffling to me that the right can can still believe this horseshit because obviously they're not. Well, they they're don't. not getting that's the thing. Word of it. Like, yeah, they're yeah. just trying to create a bunch of noise and smoke and and whatnot. And unfortunately, it's effective. Polling shows that they're getting the effect that they want. They don't want to convince people Trump is innocent. That's impossible. <laughs> What they want to do is convince people to say, well, all politicians are dirty. They all do it. And, and nullify corruption is a, a voting issue because it's there's no choice there. And I'm mm-hmm. afraid that they have done that because the, the fact of the matter is most people don't pay enough attention to know what the charges are and that there's no evidence or, or, or that there's not even charges. Second of all, like most people want to feel like they're savvy, even though they're not paying attention yes. to say like, Oh, all politicians are bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It works. It's I think really that there's a lot of evidence that not paying attention and think you're smart tend to go hand in hand. Cause the more you learn the le- the more you go, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just generally yeah. with everything. Yeah. The Dunning Kruger effect of, of politics is basically the Republican campaign organizing strategy. <laughs> and yeah, although, but of course they have some more awful and terrible strategies on the other side as well. And and that Donald Trump exemplified that recently where he has been doubling down and repeating his remarks that Latin American com- countries are poisoning the blood of the United States. And it's it always starts with with him claiming, oh, it was just a joke. It was just a stray. Mm-hmm. And then he starts repeating it. And this is literally what he's done all the time. He did. He did this with staying in the White House. He did after if he lost, he said he did this with that the election was going to be stolen. He said that more than a year before any ballots were cast in 2020. And he's he's trying to normalize fascism to his supporters. and. It's disturbing, right? That feels like the, like you were saying that what you literally just said about him before the election saying that it was stolen. This feels like it's a pretty well-trodden go-to for people that are committing crimes. Like I'm in a different field. um, What's his name? Russell Brand had started saying years ago, people are conspiring against him and people are out to get him because he just has too much information and he's so smart and that's really what the problem is and people can't handle it. And now he has all these like rape allegations that are coming forward. He's like, see, I told you they've been out to get me this whole time. And it's like, uh, wild it's wild that people buy it with that long of a lead time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, it's just gaslighting 101, right? Mm-hmm. 
It's like trying to sort of create people's reality. And when they insist on the evidence that shows the truth, you just say, no, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. And, and it is unfortunately effective because social pressure matters more than facts a lot of the time. Yeah, that, and if you're all starting from a basis of facts, there's, <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue if one thing is completely made up. There's no argument to be had because then you can't get it off the ground and argue uh, what your opinion of the thing is if you're not even agreeing on what the thing is. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think that's right. And the other thing also is that a lot of, I think there are a lot of people who are conservative who actually are in the Democratic Party. And like the Rockefeller Republicans, as they were known in the 60s and 70s, they just went and, you know, they they stayed where they were. They stayed in place. And at that time, they were the liberal Republicans and they were in the New York Times. They were in the New York, the, the, the Times Herald or whatever that other paper was like. They didn't go anywhere. They just stayed where they were and they changed their labels slightly. <laughs> and so, you know, like that's I, I that is kind of the people have this idea that they've that there's a liberal media, but the reality is if it's liberal, it's liberal Republican, basically. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, especially the New York Times, right? Like they definitely play handmaiden to a lot of moral panics about whatever the new thing is like they've been doing all this like asking questions about trans health care that the answers have actually been out there for forever yeah and they just don't want to hear those answers because they want to pretend that it's like this open debate instead of just a bunch of scientific medical understandings and then a lot of people who don't like the answer that they've been given mm -hmm. yeah well, and it's no, also, sure. I think, stirs up their base if they're if they keep saying like, "Well, we don't, we, no one will answer these questions for us. They must be <laughs> hiding something." And so their base is like, "Yeah, why would they keep that information secret?" And it's like, <laughs> I mean, I just got into yeah. an argument with one of my aunts who I, I'll say is a demon. She's super <laughs> like, still very supportive of Trump, and nothing she says makes any sense. And when you it, the unfortunate thing is you you have to listen to what they're saying to understand how to dismantle their argument. And I'm like, I feel like watching Fox News or reading and, and reading any of that crap is the equivalent of putting my head in the microwave. <laughs> and I'm like, but I have to if I even want to know what she's talking about. Because it's like, again, you can't win an argument or like even have an argument with somebody or a debate with somebody who's like just making up outlandish scenarios that don't exist because then I'm like, well, I don't know that that didn't happen. Now I have to go look up and see if that happened. And then by the time I figure that out and I come back to the argument, she's onto the next wild claim. This is called the gish gallop. This is something that people that got in debate with debate with creationists back in the day used to call the gish gallop. And it was named yeah. after guy named Dwayne Gish and that's what he would do is like you would debunk one of his anti-evolution talking points 
carefully and by the time you had he had already said 10 more things that were false of course of He's course and then you just never get anywhere and then he'd be like yeah see you couldn't defeat these 10 other arguments that i made <laughs> no it's true and like really the only the only way to defeat that is to is to call it out for what it is that this is this is not these are not real arguments you're making you don't have any idea what you're talking about even you you couldn't even argue these points yourself like so i don't have to defeat them because you haven't argued them i mean that's yeah. really what it comes down to but yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> exactly. yeah. that is that is the perfect way of summarizing that in more hilarious news <laughs> a staffer for senator ben cardin was fired this week after he uh, shot a porn <laughs> uh, in the Senate office building. So was which, it a porn or was it like a just a personal sex tape? I was a little confused. Well, they're they're calling it a porn, which I'm like, well, I guess the I guess the uh, line in the sand there would be whether or not you make money off of it, which that's yet to be seen. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah it is amateur porn. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty much all, if you want it to be. It's how it's your in, in intent. <laughs> Pretty big lapse in judgment there. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I have to say though, it is true that like in the in the porn industry, it is like they absolutely are constantly going for wacky locations and sure. You know, like and, and actually somebody shot a porn in a Mormon temple one time. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah, okay. he, he got prosecuted for it. <laughs> yeah, counterpoint. If he is trying to sell it, like maybe he makes more money than as a congressional staffer they're not paid that well yeah no kidding <laughs> yeah it's like if you think justices aren't paid well <laughs> wait till you hear what staffers are getting paid in other absurd news it is right before christmas here and apparently i can't say christmas on a left-wing podcast uh, but uh, but i just did so fine. there liberal media <laughs> But nonetheless, the war on Christmas has started again, as it as it always must every year on Fox News and elsewhere. And mm -hmm. this time, and Amanda, you wrote about it, that the right wing was has been losing their shit about Jill Biden's Christmas video and her decorations. <laughs> so I'm going to actually roll the tape for a compilation of some of the most batshit things that they were saying here. Well, your newest perversion of Christmas has arrived, courtesy of the First Lady of the United States. It's garish and replete with tasteless perversions. I guess now we know why Joe hides in the basement. If you look at the Trump administration, you would think Christmas was about excellence, beauty, Christ, the reason for the season. Thank you. If you look at this current administration, you would think Christmas is about gay theatrics. That's what happens when you let fake Catholics you know, try to do Christmas. They're reaching out to the flag burners and the America haters. That's the point. They wanted to offend you. This is everything we've come to expect from the Bidens and the far left that inhabits this White House, is it not? And it, and it is kind of a big middle finger to Christians in this country, I think. And, and, and frankly, to all Americans, not just it Christians. Is. It's a war on normal, Laura, fundamentally. They hate normal Christians, religious people who believe in God, people that believe in family and children, people believe that in, in an up standing way of living that believe in borders, people that believe in all the things that make society run. They hate normal. 
Yes. So. Oh. <laughs> I mean, no one Thanks has about it, Amanda. <laughs> the Fox News viewers than the people at Fox News. I mean, like the video they're showing in the background that we're told is perversions, that is not normal, that is evil, is literally <laughs> a bunch of people dressed in the costumes of the Nutcracker dancing. Tap dancing, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine anything more innocent than tap dancing? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, no. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it, it is. Like, uh, and it should be corny. It's the White House Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. No, no kidding. Like the dance of the sugar plum fairies. It's like, and and the Nutcracker itself. Like these, and Tchaikovsky was gay. Like the entire Nutcracker is gay. It's always been gay. Like get over yourself. <laughs> Even Vladimir Putin has admitted that Tchaikovsky was gay. <laughs> <laughs> And it's true, yes. like this this entire thing is super gay. They're not wrong. Like Tchaikovsky was gay, the guy who wrote the original song. Billy Strayhorn, the jazz arranger who worked with Duke Ellington to arrange the music that they're dancing to was gay. And he was out <laughs> and that was not easy to be out as a gay black man. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's also like, have, are you aware that there are pretty much no straight men in ballet as well. <laughs> or musical theater or <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's it, it's but really what it is though is about the expression like the public expression of that to the mm -hmm. nation like that's really what it was and that's what your point was amanda in your in your column about that right yeah and it's really frustrating because it's like this is so brand new invented like I think that like we all probably all obviously have conservative family members. I think it, it would be shocking to hear that any of them were surprised, like didn't know 20 years ago, 30 years ago that there are gay people in the entertainment industry. <laughs> you know? First like, time hearing of it. <laughs> this is nothing new and, but this is unfortunately kind of creeping fascism. This is what happens is stuff that was politically and socially acceptable for a long, long time suddenly gets declared off limits. And I really hate dropping the N-word. I really, really do, by which I mean Nazi. <laughs> Not the other <laughs> But like, this is exactly how they rolled it out, like started to take huge parts of German culture that had been kind of previously non-controversial and like say that it was against the German spirit and nation. And the next thing you know, like, violence is happening yeah well and it's also about there there's some racism in the in, in the statements as well so i'm going to play one of those clips as well when we actually did have decency in the white house and class and respect for our traditions and of course <laughs> it's diverse as hell they had to do that it had to be a dei video who cares yeah also yeah isn't that a American, it's diverse. They isn't uh, that the whole fucking thing? That's why I wrote my headline that as I did, they hate America because mm -hmm. the like they're literally like nothing's more American than tap dancing, nothing's more American than jazz, nothing's more American than Duke Ellington mm -hmm. and Broadway. 
Yeah. yeah, all these things are very American. They're also very tied to African American history, all of them. Like, mm -hmm. these are all art forms that were invented wholly or in part by Black people. And mm -hmm. so, like, they want to claim that they're speaking for America, but they're actually saying that we should just enjoy European products without that aren't Americanized in any way. So who's and not even current European products. That's <laughs> yeah. 19th century Europe is somehow considered more American than the all American people that invented these art forms. Yeah. yeah. No, right. And, but then there was also kind of a more ridiculous aspect of this as well, which is that they also, we're praising Melania Trump in this, and Melania <laughs> Trump has her own history with Christmas as well. Mm -hmm. Compare that to the Christmas video under Trump that we saw, a little more traditional. Let's just see the trees. Let's just see the lights. It's a nice, peaceful time of the year. We don't need these crazy costumes and whatever that last video was. I'm working like a ass-my-ass ass Christmas stuff that, you know, who gives a f about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? Who gives a f about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? Who gives a f about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? So, yeah. <laughs> That's what Melania thinks about Christmas. <laughs> it did grow up in a country where it was banned, which maybe I'm just getting I, tired. I would like to just do Christmas decorations for a living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, can you put a garden together? You fucking bet your ass I can. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and hell, you don't even have to do it. Like the other people do all the work for you. Like that's the exactly. Other thing. Um, but on the other hand, Melania couldn't even manage that. If you remember, she had that one year her Christmas from hell. <laughs> you remember that with the, the blood red Christmas trees? It's really what's so absurd about all this. It's like Christmas, of course, it's corny and it's hokey and everybody fucks it up uh, oftentimes in one way or another. But that's the whole point of the, of a of a holiday with your family, whatever the, any the holiday is like that's but 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 that's what it comes back to. Like they don't want to include everybody else. Like that's really mm -hmm. weird. So fuck those. It's also, there wasn't like, there wasn't zero white people in that video. So the fact that they're just like up in arms over a couple of non-white people, give me a fucking break. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that is our our last story for the day. And I mean, the, the, the whole premise of this show is that yes, even though these people are horrible and awful, we're going to laugh at them, and, uh, <laughs> and but 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 we're not going to do kind of the more conventional. Oh, let's just tell jokes about both sides here, and it's like no, we're 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 going to make fun of the fascists, uh, but we're going to tell you that they're fascists also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all right. So Amanda, people who want to keep up with your stuff, they should go to your username there at Amanda Marcotte but also over at salon.com. Anywhere else you want them to check out or sign up for? Yeah, I have a newsletter called Standing Room Only that you can sign up for at salon.com slash newsletters. Okay, cool. And uh, Lisa just finished taping her first television special. So congratulations, Lisa. Thank uh, you. I'm very excited. And if you guys could give me a follow on Instagram at Olympian Lisa Curry, that will help when I pitch it in the new year. 
All right. And make sure to follow at Doom Scroll Show as well and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you very much. We'll see you everybody next time. Bye. Bye.